0: Good evening tonight, and tonight as we are working our way through uh, the book of Hosea, we're in chapter 4, and really the Lord has been laying out the case against the nation of Israel, telling them what they didn't do that they should have done, telling them what they shouldn't be doing. And last night we looked at He talked about the fact That there was no need to even argue with him anymore They had made up their mind They were going down the wrong path And they were going to reap what they sow But tonight I want to talk to you About the fact That not only does God warn us Not only does God try to correct us Not only does God allow us to go the direction that we want to go, we will be storing up for us what we plant. You see, many times we think of an abundance of a harvest, right? We plant crops and we have a wonderful weather. It rains at just the right time and and you have an abundance of crop. That's a wonderful thing. You've planted and God's watered and You see the fruit of that. But in this text, we also see tonight that people can do the same thing with the judgment of God. You can plant wickedness and the things against God, and God will allow that to increase. And so tonight, as we hear from God and we see that God warns us and that God loves us, and that God will allow us to go the wrong direction. The warning is this, that I am storing up for myself whatever I am planting. And so look at what it says here in verse 7 of chapter 4. The more they increased, the more they sinned against me. And I will change their glory into shame. The more they increased, the more they had, the more they accomplished, the more they sinned against God, the more prideful they became. And how easy is that for us to think, God, I've done this on my own or God, I can handle this on my own when really the Bible just tells us to trust the captain because he's been there before. But all of us struggle with that, giving things to God not taking the credit where the credit is due. It goes on and says, They eat up the sin of my people. They set their heart on their iniquity, and it shall be like people, like priests. So I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their deeds. God is not talking about rewarding like you and I would think that we've turned in a lost wallet and got a reward it's here in this text talking about a payment. He says they've sinned and 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 they've, sinned and they've just kept, kept accumulating this sin. They just kept accumulating this wickedness. And God says, I am going to punish them by giving them the payment that's coming to them. And when I want you to think about this in the New Testament, when Jesus went to the cross He took my punishment. He took my payment of sin punishment on the cross. The Bible says that it was so terrible that the father looked away. But yet Jesus took the punishment for every sin that had ever been committed. He took that payment. Or as this would say, the reward for our deeds. But yet we, when we repent of our sins and call upon the name of the Lord as our Savior, we are given the payment of His perfection. We get the reward of His perfect life and substitutionary death. And so tonight I want you to know that for that person who rejects Jesus, they are just accumulating and accumulating and accumulating payment of judgment from God. But if you're here tonight and you are saved and you're listening to this, God has rewarded you. He has given you a payment that you could not earn, the free gift of salvation. That's what he says here. He goes on in verse 10, for they shall eat, but not have enough. They shall commit harlotry, but not increase because they have ceased obeying the Lord. Now, I don't want you to miss this. He says they're going to eat and eat and eat, but it's never going to be enough. He says they're going to commit harlotry and harlotry and harlotry, but never increase. And why is this? Don't miss this tonight. There is never enough sinful pleasures in this whole world to satisfy the longing that God puts in us for himself. There is not enough alcohol and drugs and sex and money and fame that you can pour into that hole in your heart that can fill it. It's only Jesus. And he says, all those people who think they're wealthy, all those people who think they're prideful, all those people who think they have everything, all those people who have sought after the things of Satan, they've sought after it and they've sought after it, they'll never have enough. They'll never have enough. And he says, they'll continue to look for other lovers, but they'll never find real love. Think about that. Not only will they never have enough to satisfy them, they'll never find real love. And this is why God says that's the case. Because they have ceased obeying the Lord. You see, Jesus summed it up abundantly clear. If you love me, keep my commandments. Every Christian sins, every Christian struggles, every Christian falls down. But yet is the desire of your heart to have Jesus pick you up, clean you off, and put you back on the right path? Or is your desire to say, well, I don't care what the Bible says about marriage. I'm going to just keep running around on my wife. I don't care what the Bible says about homosexuality. I love that person. I'm going to just keep doing that. I don't care what the Bible says about, about money and love, the love of money. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want because what you need to know is you are going to continue to seek things that will never satisfy you. And you'll continue to look for love, but you'll never find a real love that will increase. You see, you see, That's the wonderful thing I love about Jesus. When I got saved, I thought I knew what it meant to love him was. And I did. I believe that. But as I spent seven years running from God, knowing full well that I was saved and under conviction, when I came back and he welcomed me back, It helped me to love him with more of my heart. Because why? I knew how good he had been to me. And friends tonight, if you don't know how good Jesus has been to you, I want you to get saved. I want you to know that he loves you and died for you. And friends, I want you to keep praying for those loved ones in your life that keep trying to fill that hole with alcohol and drugs and sex and all of these things, because it won't work. He says it right here. Just keep on doing it, and that hole just keeps on not being filled. I uh, kind of think of someone at a buffet. And uh, a few years ago, I had a good friend tell this story, and I'm going to finish. Him and a few guys were big, big eaters, and went into a Chinese buffet, and they ate and they ate. And they ate and they ate. And eventually the owners of that restaurant came up and said, no more food for you. (laughs) No more food for you. The buffet is not open anymore for you. And in that case, friends, they just kept eating and kept eating and kept eating and they were never satisfying. And that's how Satan will lie to you. This will make you happy. This affair will make you happy. This, this, pornographic website will make you happy. This lie will make you happy. This this arrogance will make you happy. And What you need to know is only Jesus. Only Jesus is enough. And So as always, I thank you for watching tonight and tomorrow night, Lord willing, we'll continue on in the book of Hosea and I pray that you'll take hope and courage from the things of God.